Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today's episode I'm going to do a little differently than what I talked about at the end of the last episode. I wanted to go into a little bit of depth on how actually to use a Marxist criticism and I'm going to take something that most people will either be very familiar with or at least slightly familiar with. I'm going to use it and apply the criti- uh, Marxist criticism to the Star Wars franchise. Um, one of the things that a Marxist criticism would look at would be the economic system in place and the class system. Uh, and another thing that they would look at would be how the political systems uh, evolve based on these. In the Star Wars universe, we definitely have a capitalist system. Um, even from early on when you watch the first of the movies that came out in the late 70s, uh, you see smugglers and they're working for cash, um, smuggling goods, uh, and they, they have a cash system. Uh, you have a empire, um, and basically the empire is run the same way that you would see a uh, capitalist empire such as the Roman Empire, the British Empire, uh, the American Empire. So it it is very much uh, set up to be a capitalist system. Money plays a large role in everything. A lot of the smugglers and uh, people have to be bought in order to um, help out with things. This is not a system uh, similar to what you might see in Star Trek where money has become a thing of the past. Uh, In the arc of Star Wars, if you look at it, Uh, in the order uh, chronologically the movies happened, not in the order that they were filmed in. Uh, In the beginnings of the first episodes, uh, you very much have a flourishing republic, but you start to have problems in the republic. Part of the problems come from the wealthy trade federation that are trying to break away and undermine the republic. This is one of the things that often occurs in a capitalist system is you will have people who start to gain more and more wealth and by gaining more and more wealth they gain more and more power. Even going back to Plato um, in the Republic he criticizes the fact that um, democratic systems will eventually turn into tyranny. Uh, Marx was very much inspired by this when he wrote his uh, Communist Manifesto and his um, writings on capitalism, Das Kapital, uh, and discusses, you know, how this would come about. And we very much see this in the Star Wars universe. You know, we have power being concentrated in more and more hands. On the side, you see there are different um, countries, or not countries, but different worlds who are living under basically systems still using slavery. Um, This is something that is pretty apparent. Uh, Our first introduction to Anakin Skywalker, who, if you've seen the series, know eventually is the person who becomes Darth Vader. Uh, In the beginning of when we start to see him, he's actually living as a slave. So you have a lot of the colonial capitalist period uh, represented in this. Um... The struggles that go on, you have a uh, senator 
who is, uh, through the continued wars and battles that are going on with the Trade Federation, um, seizing more and more power under emergency powers. Um, his ultimate goal is to eventually become the emperor. Uh, this can be seen in relation to history with what exactly what happened during the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire started out as a republic. Uh, the senators who ran the empire were elected and the emperor was a very temporary position that was set up for a, a short period of time. Um, you would only be emperor for a year and then you had to pass along the uh, the position to someone else. They did this to keep people from getting too much power. Uh, Julius Caesar had very little interest in ever giving up that power. So after his short uh, term as emperor, he set about trying to create conflicts and catastrophes that would lead to him getting a position that is more powerful. Now one of the things that you see in Star Wars is the Senator Palpatine uh, using these uh, resistance by the Trade Federation um, to seize more and more power so that he can put down this rebellion as it's called because it's threatening the stability of the Republic. Uh, we find out as it goes on that he's actually a large part behind the revolution. He sort of created his own crisis so that he could take power. <clears throat> Using that crisis that once he solves it, um, by the time he solves it, he would have seized so much of the power for himself that nobody would be able to dethrone him. This is similar to what happened with Julius Caesar. Once Julius Caesar took over, the Roman Empire, it never returned to being a republic. Every emperor after Caesar um, minimized the Senate more and more until, until they were the only power. As the rebellion uh, picks up in Star Wars and eventually, through the series of movies, overthrows the empire, this should be a, an end of things. Uh, in, in, a, in a sense if this was just uh, literary you'd have the happily ever after but one of the things that occurs is you start to have a second empire rising which eventually overthrows the republic again um, and starts to take complete power over <clears throat> this is something again going back to Plato where you see the instability of democratic forms that Plato would say Particularly when you have um, one of the groups uh, has a very large uh, um, level of power over everyone else. Uh, namely, that power is generally economic. Uh, when you look at the works of even people like Adam Smith, you know, people will love to sh point out Adam Smith and talk about how he was in favor of free market capitalism. This is and isn't true. If you actually read Adam Smith, he talks about the fact that the free market capitalism he's talking about is small business. It's your local butcher, baker, uh, your local blacksmith, your local uh, clothing company, tailor. These are small businesses. Uh, Adam Smith actually does uh, 
preach against large companies and large corporations. He sees them as being a threat to democracy. If you let people get too much wealth, they will eventually take over the political system. Uh, they will eventually be able to use that wealth to marginalize the majority. Uh, this is one of the things that is kind of in the background in the Star Wars movies, is that you have very wealthy groups, and then you have large numbers of people who are basically slaves throughout the galaxy, and large numbers of people who are having to live outside of the law. And these people outside of the law are often used by the people in power as a way of saying, you need us. You need to give us more power so we can protect you from these people. One of the things that is a parallel in the United States today is the emphasis on crime, the emphasis on uh, how much uh, of a dangerous society we live in. Any criminal act is put all over the all over the media uh, for the reason that it one uh, gets people to watch the news, but even more. Uh, insidious than that is the fact that it gets people to where they're afraid of each other. If everyone you see on the news is a criminal, particularly if you see people of different races uh, committing criminal acts, committing violent acts, that starts to wear on you psychologically and you start to think of, well, we can't work with those people. Whether it's street gangs, whether it's white supremacist, um, those are the people that get the most coverage. And that is not completely accidental. As I said, it sells, uh, you know, advertising spots for the news stations, but it also sells a political message that it's a very dangerous world and you need us. Give us more power so we can stop these people from ruining your lives. Um, and so you start to have the movement away from being a democratic society and the movement towards being an autocracy. And Marx would very much have seen this uh, as, as something that had happened and something that was in the process of happening. You know, it isn't too long after Marx writes this that Germany moves from, Germany and Italy and uh, Spain move from being uh, democratic countries to being countries that are ruled by a far right-wing dictator. Um, this portrayal of this in Star Wars is one of the ways that we're able to sometimes look at real-world things but put them at a little bit of a distance. Um, the Russian formalists, if you remember we talked about had talked about this as a form of, of what literature does, of defamiliarization. When you look at something every day, when you're in the middle of something, you actually stop seeing it. But art, literature, um, things like that, force you to step back and see the thing from a strange perspective. And when you can see it from a strange perspective, from a different perspective, it becomes much easier to think about it more critically. 
Uh, when you see it every day, you either stop seeing it or you just assume, well, this is just the way things have to be. And through looking at a Marxist critique of Star Wars, you can start to see that this is a different way of looking at where civilizations have been, are at the present, and could potentially be heading. I'm going to break off right now from there because I do want to keep these somewhat short, but I do want to give you long enough episodes that you have something to think about and maybe a different perspective. I hope you are all well, and I will hopefully talk to you again soon.